Well, hello, everybody, and welcome again to the Weirdly Magical Podcast with Jen and Lou. And today we are talking about the energy of and around the Sagittarius new moon on December the 4th, which is at... Oh, not December the 4th. Sorry. We're doing something else on December the 4th. (laughs) November the 26th, 2019 for the new moon at 3.05 p.m. Universal Time. Um, That's London time. So we'll we'll talk about all that in a bit. And there's some energy around it we want to talk about. But first, um, let's do quick introductions. Then we've got some other announcements. Then we'll dive in. Jen, quick introduction from you. Hi everyone, I'm Jen Shen, uh, and uh, I, uh... <laughs> I Jen doesn't know what she does. <laughs> right, yes, I don't know what I do. It's like, oh, what do I do? I find my clients with tools, mentoring and guidance to trust their wisdom and liberate their soul's choice. I'm also the creator of the Illuminating Journey cards and I have... Uh, membership and cool me and i am louise eddington um thought astrologer and writer of modern astrology um harness the stars to find your soul's true purpose i think is the title and soon to be released my second book complete guide to astrology which just takes a real new approach to the language of astrology so i'm quite excited that that will be out in the new year um and I help my clients to really to regain the connection with the cycles of the cosmos. So they live in deep um, self-awareness and self-acceptance. And a couple of announcements. I'd like to welcome um, new patrons. We have some new patrons. Very Thank you very much. We're really grateful to you. And... Um, I am going to start posting this, these podcasts to Patreon so you get them in your account. And as soon as we reach um, a certain level of patronage, we'll be doing patron-only content. So if anybody else would like to support our work in this podcast, it's patreon.com forward slash weirdly magical. And um, the announcement, I did already sort of say the date, December the 4th provisionally pretty set on that date but you know with vague possibility it might move to the day after we are going to host a free 2020 um webinar like this where you'll be invited to attend live and ask your questions um so look for details of that we'll probably post it as a facebook event and um on our pages so um do look out for that and come along and bring your questions and see what we have to say about the coming year, which is going to be a pretty big year. <laughs> Indeed. Anything you want to say about that, Jen? Any other announcements? Any other announcements? No, I realize I forgot to say my title or whatever, Makasha Greeter, oh. Healer. Uh, anyway, that's yep. my announcement. I don't have anything else to say except. Uh, <laughs> Join us and, uh, yeah, send us your questions. Mm. And, you know, that you can either send questions for the December the 4th, uh, 2020 sort of forecast, if you like. We're, we're kind of going to talk, do a big overview of the, the major events um, or come live and ask your questions. But for general podcast uh, recordings like this, we do 
take questions. Um, we don't have one this time, but it's weirdly magical podcast at gmail.com. If you have any burning questions, send them through to us to our email and uh, you may be featured live on air. <laughs> okay, Jen. So before we dive into kind of the chart and the energies around it, we have both pulled cards. And Jen, what card have you pulled? So I pulled from the Illuminating Journey deck that I created, and we have card 18. Uh, so I find that really interesting. For those of you who can't see the card, it's all blue. There's a lot of water, and there's like uh, buildings, and there's uh, kind of like pools of water, and this energy coming down into the figure with kind of uh, with her hands held. And there's also a Pegasus, a lot of water, a lot of uh, um, shifting energy. It makes me think about Neptune, which uh, I think is interesting. Uh, it also feels like this card is indicating shifts mm -hmm. in our consciousness and a shift away from um, a more egoic approach into something that is more aligned to our spiritual um, journey. Mm. And the card I pulled, I mean, these are slightly different. Jen, the cards we pull are normally almost the same, <laughs> but this is from the Toth Tarot. And uh, I take this more as a bit of a caution um, looking at the, uh, the energies. It's the futility card. It's the seven of swords and um and this is um really the yeah but card this is your own kind of swords your inner inner swords that are stopping you doing what you want to do where you're putting up your own blocks and going yeah but this and yeah but that and can't do this so it's the yeah buts the can'ts all that kind of things <laughs> it's where are you stopping yourself getting to this enlightenment behind which is actually the aquarius energy um, that we're heading towards in 2020 and uh, i do see we've both got a bit of turquoise in there so. right well i actually think there is a correlation just because of the fact that when we're um, we are moving or shifting into the idea of accepting the unknown, mm. uh, there is everything, you know, you could kind of look at this card and think about things kind of coming apart or water gushing out and uh, mm. the world around us uh, kind of collapsing in a sense and wanting us to stay within our own energy and in a sense, that's the opposite of the, you know, the year but thing is that it doesn't really matter because we're being kind of pushed or swept into this place where we have to make choices. Well, that there is a correlation to me because for for those that can't see the card, as Jen already said, there's a, a, a female figure with her hands out um and the this spirit streaming down from above and this being card being associated with aquarius my card the seven of swords the symbol for aquarius is actually spirit being poured down from above so <laughs> but my card's just saying you've got to get out of your own way first of all to get to that point where you're letting the spirit stream down into you and live in alignment with that i think so right yeah so yeah. Brilliant. 
Cool. So um, quick overview of the energies. So the, the new moon is on November the 26th, as I said, and it's at four degrees and two minutes of Sagittarius. My favorite time of year. <laughs> yeah, I wonder why. Because <laughs> I'm multiple Sagittarius. So, um, so this one's at four degrees of Sagittarius, exactly can in the middle of my Mercury and Mars. <laughs> and it's conjunct Pallas Athena at seven degrees Sagittarius, um, right on my Mars. <laughs> but it's also um, on in the um, astrology of the chart, we have Mars in Scorpio also at four degrees um, of, but that's of Scorpio. Uh, the new moon is in um, an inconjunct aspect to Uranus in Taurus. And there's a couple of other things we're going to talk about. Um, two days before the new moon, Mar that Mars in um, Scorpio is going to exactly oppose Uranus. So all these things are really tying, coming in together. Um, Uranus will also um, aspect Ceres, which in fact we're recording this on November the 15th. And Ceres is just about to move into Capricorn. Um, and we'll be at three degrees by the time of the new moon. She's had a long stay in Sagittarius, but she is moving into Capricorn. And Ceres is kind of important because she's going to be at 22 degrees Capricorn when Saturn and Pluto meet at 22 degrees Capricorn on January the 12th. So it's kind of significant that she's gone into Capricorn and will be aspecting Uranus. Um, also, the day of the new moon, Venus enters Capricorn. So the Capricorn energy is really building up. Um, and this is the last standalone new moon of the year. We have, the next one is an eclipse. Um, also around it, nature, uh, Neptune is stationed um, direct on the new moon, basically. It turns direct shortly after the new moon. And Neptune is sextile to Vesta. And um, also on the new moon, Venus is square to Chiron or shortly after the new moon. So there's kind of a lot going on around the new moon. So we can't really talk about the new moon without talking about all these other energies. So um, we'll dive in, Jen. <laughs> all right. So very exciting. I find the numerology is very exciting because we have the, the four of the sun and moon four degrees so two uh, minutes and um that that's very interesting because they are both uh, um, manifesting numbers and this is falling on the 26th right is it the 26th mm -hmm. yep which is an eight so we have all three manifesting numbers showing up two four and eight What's so interesting about this is that it is pointing us towards creating something new. Like we really need to do things to bring our ideas, our dreams, our, our views alive. Like we, we actually have to activate it into the world. Uh, whenever you have the four and the eight together, it's a destined moment. So we know that this is a highly destined moon because of the uh, numerology um that I is i want to say as well that mars 
is not only at four degrees of Scorpio, but it's at 4.48. So there's two fours and an eight there as well. Right, right. And that's so interesting because Mars is our libido. It's our energy. It's our starter energy, the fire that gets us going. Um, so this really is a time to to start to do things. The other thing that's fascinating is that this is a 22 universal date. And we are having this pointing us to the 22. We're moving into 2020, the meeting of uh, Pluto and Saturn and all that is 22, right? Mm, yes, it is 22. So again, the 22, it's a master number. So we're hearing, we have it in the date. It's also a four. So there's a lot of this buildup of energy or pointing to the idea of us bringing, to bring peace to be the architects of our own existence and creation. I know we've talked about this before, but this moon really is pointing us towards this. It's like everything else is falling away. And it's like, this is the time to bring these ideas, these thoughts, these things we've um, kind of thought about and desired and longed for into our field. This is a time of creating that. Uh, in a, in abundance, but abundance is not necessary that we get everything we want right away. It is something that requires work. Four is the number of work and diligence and and paying attention to details and being a disciple of what we're bringing in. So mm-hmm. it, it's about getting down to brass tacks. The 22 is the bigger vision helping us to design. And then the four is all about building, building new systems, uh, kind of collecting our energy. The two cards that we brought up, certainly the 18 that I was talking about, this is about moving out of our own way. And I think that's the other part of the card that Lou pulled, right? Mm -hmm. It's like moving out of the way of the cons. I can't do this this is impossible. It's never been done before. People say it's not possible. All of those things that we have lived with, basically this moon is saying, get over that. Just get over your idea that this has never been done or can't be done or it's it's not safe to do. It's really taking your values and bringing them into the present moment by taking action. Like we change our minds by literally moving towards a new path we actually open neural pathways in our brain when we go right i'm going over there and we choose to uh, go uh, not see the obstacles as something that's like oh that's stopping me but more just oh i'm just doing it so when we just get on with it the obstacles tend to move out of the way or they tend to change shape because we're not seeing them as something that's stopping us we're just seeing the the action or feeling the energy of I have a path to go on and I've got to do all these things. Mm. And interestingly, um, I, we didn't talk about this before, but um, the new moon in Scorpio that was just over two weeks ago, that was at four degrees Scorpio right. where Mars is now. So it's definitely going to tr- kind of trigger um, both the end of that cycle but i think there's going to be something going to come back up again that new moon was opposing uranus and mars is um opposing uranus on this chart 
um you know all that's all that jen said and then Pallas athena conjunct the new moon she is the asteroid that is um that represents a, a visionary ability to see patterns and strategy she's she was a um, very strategic energy um or represented that as a goddess and uh, she really is a kind of a visionary in a visionary sign you know uh, for those of you watching on youtube i've kind of got my sagittarius archer firing piercing the <laughs> the energy behind uh, yeah. with, the, with the vision this is a real firing your ar arrows into um uh, the arrows of your vision into the future saying it's really time to kind of enact them and not just sit dreaming about them anymore or planning them anymore. right um, right talking yeah. it's like yeah. you have to get past the talking and there's this explosion of energy mm. of this idea that we have used a lot of our um latent desire which is mars we've used it to um maybe complain or dream about things and say those things it's impossible and this energy is really asking us to shoot those arrows into the potential future this is where i want to go so this is a pivotal moment of us making a choice as opposed to being uh, kind of herded into something we don't want so we are actually having to make the choice consciously and go this is what i want these are my boundaries this is what i believe in this is where i'm going to go i'm not going to listen to people who are uh, naysayers mm -hmm. or even myself about oh i can't do it uh, um, i'm just going to go for it uh, we then, also right go uh, ahead and then of course you know mars um is action to take action and right. opposing uranus uranus is saying do this differently now you know <laughs> to change up how you've always done it this is a real kind of a pattern breaking um new moon i think really yes i agree and also with the um having the uh scorpio energy which is scorpio the buried truths or the buried desires that we have not addressed or our our anger or things the things we haven't voiced that need to come to the surface that and also buried treasure yeah <laughs> right buried treasure yeah. and we need to do something with it like we can't yeah. just go oh there it is and then let it just float away again we want to actually take the treasure or take the thing and go okay mm. what is in here that i want to activate and and build and create mm. so it's the burden if you want to use that word is on us to now um kind of point the direction we oh. want things to go in and you know it, it reminds me of that phrase if it is to be it's up to me it's kind of like it is time you can you're the only one that can make the changes it doesn't mean you have to do everything on your own <laughs> but it, you are the only one that can actually take the action towards your desires you can't just let somebody else um take the lead or rely on others to do it for you you know and it's a very forward thinking new moon this one you know we are moving even faster into a rapid period of change all these new cycles um starting in january um which we'll talk about more on december the 4th and the other times but um you know it, it is an initiating mercury is um now on the in the new moon chart at 14 degrees um will have been direct 
for six days, kind of still in the shadow of his of the retrograde, but out of the the kind of most challenging time, which is for about five days around this the station direct on uh, November the twentieth. So Mercury's gaining speed, um, sort of the information that you've reflected on and reviewed and um, done all those things during the retrograde that we're in as we record will be you'll be starting to actually. Um, take action on that as well so that's moving then mercury is in aspect to neptune on the full moon and neptune is stationed direct as well so in january we have a brief period where um, all the planets will be direct actually because uranus um, turns direct on january the first too so we're coming into a high speed period of change um, overall another shift that we've um, having on this new moon is that um venus will have just moved into capricorn as i said ceres moves in tonight so by this new moon we'll have venus ceres south node saturn and pluto all in capricorn um and jupiter not far behind sitting on the galactic center which is um kind of the sun of our sun for this uh, solar, for this galaxy, the Milky Way, it's uh, it's a big black hole that kind of emits new information. When Jupiter's on um, the galactic center, it emits big new messages and new information because Jupiter is expansive, a big gas giant. And then on December the third, just after this new moon, Jupiter goes into uh, Capricorn too. So we're really um, moving into this massive time of uh, big changes coming um you're going to hear a lot of um a lot of fear about this um i actually was on a panel yesterday where we talked about where things are going you know but we have to remember that um with all these times of massive change some people do really well and some people don't you know it's just uh, it doesn't necessarily mean the whole world's going to fall apart. So I did want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the good thing about if the whole world falls apart, then we're all in it and we all fall apart together. So yeah. it really doesn't matter. So the the point of this to me, of these moons and this build up, and like what Lou has been saying, is that we are being guided to these points where we get to kind of pause and go, okay, I have lived a certain way i've done these certain things you know i've been a good person and i feared all the things i was supposed to and now it's like okay everything's expanding when you think about jupiter being in this expansive in its own sign sagittarius which is about changing beliefs uh changing laws uh changing uh kind of travel traveling into new places higher education this is all about this and having this boost just before it moves out of um, Sagittarius knowing that it's you know it's there it's only once every 12 years that it's hitting each of these uh, um, houses so this is this boost it's like giving us this boost to go forward and go I can be positive it's that same old story you know if you think you can, you can, and if you think you can't, you can't. So it's like, this is the moment to go, okay, I'm going to let some dictator decide what I'm going to do and kind of take over and I'll just give in or give up all my power or I'm going to start 
kind of surfing or whatever you call it like what do you call it skiing like that kind of overland skiing what do they call it that oh, kind of cross-country yeah skiing over <laughs> this this plane of 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 challenge like it's cold there's no one there there isn't a path i've got to do it and um but i'm feeling that immense freedom this is what this is all about this all this energy with neptune and mars and and jupiter and all of these things going into capricorn is about this expansion of freedom like wow i can feel that the wind i can feel that i'm forging a new path i'm a pioneer i can go do all these things uh, what i find so fascinating is not only do we have all of this with the movement um we're also heading into the eclipses which is then going to uh, besides well you were talking about the occulting and all these other things and the things we've just been through and and mercury who is our messenger the way we receive information having coming come out of this um, retrograde the mm -hmm. final retrograde and the deeper sign with us shifting our stories and giving us this huge expansion of change, like, wow, this is possible. It's just kind of going to kind of blow our minds, or at least that's how it feels, like it's going to be so open. And I keep seeing that picture of the being in the snow, like virgin snow, mm. just on your little snowshoes, you know, going through, and there's nothing, just nothing but the sound of nature. And just being able to kind of go through and go, okay, I'm on my way. Like, yes, it's... A little uh, disturbing. I don't really know where I'm going, and it feels exhilarating and amazing at the same time. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely feeling that. And Jen mentioned the occultations. Um, I didn't actually mention them in the podcast, so I will do now. Um, right after the um, new moon, um, the the next day, the moon moves on and actually occults Jupiter on the galactic center. Uh, or at the last degree, in fact, it will be at, about what well, on the occultation of Sagittarius. And an occultation is like an eclipse, except it doesn't cover the whole planet and we can't actually see it with our naked eye. But the moon will be blocking out the energy of Jupiter. Now, every month this year, um, the moon has been doing that with Saturn and Pluto. And that happens for the last time the next day on the 29th. So on November the 28th, the moon occults Jupiter. And that's going to kind of, what it really, if you think, if you were around for the great American eclipse, or if you've seen a solar eclipse, it's that reset energy. So here we have Jupiter um, on the galactic center, and then the moon blocks out all this energy. And the moon is really our emotional receptivity. Okay. And it's also the past. Okay, the moon is the past. And um, and here the moon blocks out all this energy of the galactic center and Jupiter from our perspective. And it, it's and then suddenly the moon's moved on again and it's like this big blast of energy. So it is kind of a, a complete reset like the eclipses. So we've got a ton of eclipses coming up really with an occult of Jupiter, occultation of Jupiter on the 28th. Then the next day, occultation of Saturn and Pluto uh, again. And, um, and all these are new beginnings. So we've got new moon, occultation, occultation, occultation. It's, um, it's, it's kind of like everything is being reset 
again for us. Um, I did want to mention that uh, lovely, um, it's, it's, it's a triangle, but it's not a, uh, it's not a T-square. So we have Vesta and Mercury opposing each other right mm -hmm. after the new moon too. And um, in aspect to that stationed um, Neptune, as Neptune turns direct, all at 15 degrees, we're going to have Neptune, Mercury and Vesta. That to me is really bringing in that the peaceful energy the, the, that Jen's been talking about, the kind of, if anybody's been cross-country skiing, it's just very glidey and it's, it's just a very peaceful sport. It's not, um, uh, it's not kind of aggressive. It's, um, it's one of the more peaceful sports there is, I think, to do. And if you're out in the snow, as Joe, as Jen said, it's very um, peaceful as well when snow's fallen. That, the Vesta in Taurus, Mercury in Scorpio and Neptune in Pisces really makes me feel as if we're kind of in this focused sacred devotion, which is Vesta, a kind of spiritual bubble amongst all this action energy and these resets and starts that we can really tune into if we choose. So. Right, exactly. It makes me think of the 18 of the card, you know, of the mm -hmm. figure kind of tuning in and receiving yeah. this kind of coolness. Because if you think about our emotions, what has kind of uh, made it difficult for us to, to get ahead or created obstacles is our um, attachment to fiery emotions from the past, right? Mm -hmm. That kind of like firing off uh, resentment and anger and shame and all of those things that have, um, you know, kept us stuck, like angry and stuck. And now this, with all this coolness coming in, is an opportunity to just release those emotions and just let them go. And I love it that the three of them, you know, Vesta, Neptune, and um, Mercury at the 15 degree, because 15 is this sacred magical number that allows us to center on service and joy and what it is to to be here in that space of being who we are to express who we are so instead of apologizing for who we are or our, our ways we begin to focus on it doesn't matter what people think of me maybe i need to adjust my tone and do all this and i'm learning as i'm going but the basic thing is i'm here to express myself and the joy of being here on earth mm. and so i'm just going to do everything i'm going to live from that place i'm going to work from that place and so none of the other stuff really gets to us because we're in the sacred uh, fire of truth i'm focused on my path and the thing that I also thought of when Lou was talking about the, um, the skiing is it's an endurance thing. It's mm -hmm. you, we're here for the long haul. This isn't just a sprint. I'm going to get to the end and I'm there. This is something we're working on and it, you know, it can take you a while to, to cross <laughs> <laughs> those snowshoes. They're kind of like, mm, you know, till you get your rhythm. Uh, so it really is a fascinating thing. And then to see, for me, I, also what I find interesting is that Mercury, when it comes out of, in this moon, and coming out of retrograde at 14 degrees. And we're actually in a 14 month right now. Mm -hmm. 
uh, universal month. And 14 is a five. It's about change. And it's about changing our voices. It's changing how we, we present our opinions into the world. And this is also very much a sacred thing. We're going, we want to, we want to kind of incinerate the old way of just being angry, but we want to kind of, uh, uh, make the sacred pledge to our spirituality and to our truth that we can express this without worrying about somebody else telling us we're wrong. I mean, we're trying to shut us down because of course people can try to shut us down, but oh, of course, <laughs> right, that we don't need to pay any attention. And what comes to my mind is what's happening now with the, um, um, what do you call that? what they're doing in Congress, the, um, oh, the impeachment, right. The impeachment, uh, inquiry. Uh, when you look at Adam Schiff, he's like somebody who understands the spiritual connection. Like he mm. knows what needs to be done and he's not being distracted by any of the things people are saying about him. Like, you know, there are people who are trying to, oh, to put him down. Terrible. Yeah. Right. But even some of those, these amazing witnesses that have no axe to grind, they don't, they don't have party affiliations. They're just doing mm-hmm. their jobs. And to see people trying to un, uh, like kind of get them off their snowshoes, like kind of yeah. knock them off. And these people are not responding because they don't care. They have so much uh, integrity and they have so much focus on what needs to be done and the idea of what needs to be shared mm. like they're not doing this because they want glory they're not doing it because they want attention they're doing it because they need to right mm. their soul is demanding that they follow a certain route and i think these are great examples of what we need to do like in our own lives. Uh, Like for me, what I'm finding uh, very interesting in this month where we are replaying some of the old emotions that uh, we've dealt with in the past, what's coming up is my my, um, responses to setting boundaries. Because of course, when you're doing this kind of work, when you're setting your goal to really bringing your, your truth alive, in this warrior sense um, that you will not be kind of distracted. You have to set really firm boundaries. Of course, you're going to be tested. People are going to come up and they're going to push your boundaries. And then like, sometimes it's just like, Oh, okay, I'll go back to who I was. And then you kind of go like, wait a minute, that didn't feel good. Uh, So moving from kind of childish behavior or, um, behaviors that we learned as children or even like growing up because we didn't have better models and now going no that doesn't work i'm not going to do it and we can still be kind and loving and go no right yeah and you know um i've noticed a couple of other things as we talk um uh, to go back to that mercury vesta neptune aspect there is actually um also building with that aspect a cradle pattern um if we include saturn in capricorn as well that's made of um earth and water and they're both very yin energies so we've got uh, uranus in taurus which is earth uh, neptune in pisces water saturn in capricorn earth and um and then mars in scorpio which is water and saturn rules capricorn neptune rules pisces mars is the traditional ruler of scorpio 
and um, so we've got three planets there in their domain in their home sign really really strong and the four of them if you uh, we're bringing in um, Vesta over there in Taurus and and that could be said to Vesta could be said to be associated with Taurus in some ways as well anyway because she's very much about um, sacred devotion the home um, Taurus is associated with earth our home so we're very cradled on this new moon even though there's a kind of a lot of action and a lot of shoot your arrows and a lot of visionary energy there's this underlying cradle pattern and configurations are very strong really in astrology and the cradle is what it says you are cradled and you're cradled in kind of this focused devotion spiritual um creating foundations very um inner energy you know if you don't have a practice um already um i would really recommend um doing something around this new moon and the days afterwards whether it is sitting and putting your hands out like in jen's card some kind of prayerful energy um it doesn't have to be prayer in the way you're brought up with but meditation um morning pages i'm doing another morning pages thing in my facebook group you know um anything that really tunes you in and uh, enables you to really focus on your inner flame your inner devotion your inner um focus really um will help you uh, kind of really maximize the uh, amazing amount of energy and information that's going to be shooting into our psyches from these occultations this visionary new moon you know with Pallas Athena on uh, conjunct the new moon you'll be able to perhaps suddenly see the bigger picture of things that you've not seen before it's it's that kind of energy it's um what's that song suddenly i see <laughs> makes me feel of it makes me think of of that song you know uh, it's like clouds uh, parted and really like, oh wow i can suddenly see where i'm going <laughs> right exactly and this is the the devotion to the the spirit or the essence of who you are the truth like this is bringing you back away from uh, what people have told you of what this is all about so the cradling of the energy is so apt and so beautiful that we have it mirrored uh, in the uh, geometry because mm. of it's like coming back to the big mother who is the yeah. earth going this is who you came here to be this loving being mm-hmm. um, so i just noticed that vesta and um Pallas athena and um is it i forget the one that has the little daisy on it i always forget juno juno, juno that's it they're all, well, two of them are at seven, but the other one, Vesta, 16, that's also seven. So there's three sevens, which is all about this idea of bringing our own wisdom to, um, to kind of research for our own wisdom in order to connect to the divine in us and the divine in the world. Like we are being... Um, cradled in the divine really right (laughs) but but but, you know i think it's something we have to really kind of choose to do you know and just trust as well um neptune in pisces is very much about 
it's trust and surrender it's not again this is not something that's out there (laughs) this is within you this cradling um and and this is where your strength is and it's in your own spiritual practice and tapping into your own spiritual essence as jen said yeah and all that capricorn energy i have to talk about that as well you know venus series south node um saturn and pluto all in capricorn um on this new moon right capricorn gets such a bad rap i really think that um (laughs) (laughs) well everybody always says you know it's like stern and (laughs) and it is it like hierarchy um capricorn likes you know organization rules um and it's focusing and it's like the it's like the the firmer parent really the the cancer capricorn uh, polarity um axis is the parents from birth to death capricorn and saturn are the death doula they are you know they're accepting the cycles of life um and it is like the the firm hand of parenting not the uh, not the pick you up and give you a hug kind of parenting but you need both those kinds of parenting and it's all about foundations this is this is the kind of parent that um that gives you uh, the sense of safety and solidity and builds your 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 sense of um of stability again <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> right <laughs> think of the other word i was trying to think of and with ceres and venus in there venus is our values and our relationships Ceres is um about grief and forgiveness i do think we're going to have um she's actually got a really fast time through capricorn series was in sagittarius for ages like most of 2019 and she um goes into capricorn tonight and she's out by uh january 25th i think so that's really quite quickly and um with all these conjunctions happening coming up i think um we're going to go through a lot of um grieving and forgiveness about um where we've given our power away to institutions rules all the things we've talked about before as these cycles end and begin i think series is really bringing in that quite natural ability to um to uh, to grieve and say you know i kind of wish i hadn't done that i'm grieving the fact that this happened or i did that or that kind of thing and then moving on <laughs> it's it's again it's accepting the natural cycles of life we've become a bit antiseptic in the west here about death grief um all that kind of stuff we we try and make it better and and plaster over it and <laughs> and kind of not right. not um immerse ourselves in it i think over this dark time of year uh, here in the northern hemisphere at least i think we're going to go through a lot of energetic grieving personally right and you know it's really interesting because of course saturn is very much like the number four right it's mm-hmm. the idea of devotion to a, a cause or to a creation um, and the truth is that we're kind of in the mess we're in because we've avoided the um, dedication that it takes 
oh, it's boring, it's all of those things. But mm -hmm. the truth is when you're building a new foundation, a new, a new world like we are right now, where everything we have known is collapsing, mm -hmm. uh, this is what is needed. It's required to devote ourselves and be dedicated and, and, and have that fixed kind of energy about how we're using our time, how we're using our resources, and what are we focused on because you can't build something sturdily if it's all built on you know shaky foundations so it's really important to understand and to value this part of um, uh, capricorn and um, saturn it's like it's the stern parent or the stern part of the um our world right we, yep. it's not all soft and pretty like even with spirituality there are so many people who want to avoid the idea of the strength of spirituality is in its devotion and its continued practice and its need to say hard things like the need to do difficult things it's not just like oh okay i'm just going to say oh forgive you arm and i'm all gone that isn't what that's about it's like no i have to show you again and again what i mean I'm going to have to go back. Like people are going to come in and they're going to break down your stuff and you're going to have to go and go, I'm just rebuilding it. You're not going to stop me. I'm just going to keep building and building. Uh, I'm going to go back and keep doing it over and over until I get past, until we pass that period of all this stuff that's trying to change. Just like what I was talking about, how uh, we have to avoid the distraction or ignore it and just focus on what we're doing. You know, yeah. even if they break it down, we just build it up. And I do feel like you're right with series going through very fast. It almost feels like it's a wind moving through there of, of understanding that yes, there are the processes of grief and forgiveness, uh, which are very healthy and healing. But at the same time, we don't want to be caught in the theater of oh no this right. is yeah mm -hmm. right which a lot of people do i mean i see people whining <laughs> about um and this i'm not talking about people that actually are going through grief or something like that and we all are going through grief in different ways when you're losing something that has been dear to you like for me losing parts of myself that okay they're not serving me well anymore but they're still a part of me and you are used to them <laughs> Right, right. Yeah. It's like part oh. of my life, right? So I like one of the most, I see that with clients is one of the most terrifying things for people when they are, they're coming to let go of old stuff is the idea that I'm going to lose my identity. Yeah. Okay. And uh, who will I be? And I feel like that's what's happening here in Capricorn. We're losing our identity. The uh, Saturn thing is like, all that stuff you've built on is just yeah. built on shaky ground. It just has to go. And so you can only bring a certain amount of the old to something new. And then you're going to have to figure out how that fits in to this place. And it does have a certain serious feel, you know, it's because it's determination. It's diligence. It's very Capricornian, Saturnian kind of energy. But we need that, you know. I got a first class honours degree when I went to college because I was determined and diligent, you know. You can't, it, right. life doesn't just give you roses all the time and come, things don't always come easily if you really want, you know, to build 
your desires and your vision, then sometimes you have to kind of get down on your knees and scrub the floor. It's that kind of energy. (laughs) I think too, it's this idea that um, what has stopped us or the obstacle, right? They agree. Uh, What has stopped us has been... I'm just going to turn my volume off for a second. I'll let Jen talk. Okay, so what's really stopped us from doing this, uh, like going ahead or getting ahead and doing our dreams is our fears and our dogs. Uh, poor behavior. Dogs. <laughs> Your sound is not off. But anyway, poor behavior. So that is okay. we have to have um, diligence about. We have to go beyond that. Like, okay, I am transforming my behavior by developing new habits. And that's the role of Saturn is helping us. He really is creating the the foundation of the cradle and going, this is what you need. You feel fear. You feel insecure because you don't have these things. And I'm giving you these things because I'm making you do this over and over until it becomes second nature. Yeah, it's true. And they've stopped, thankfully. Right. Your sound wasn't off, but it didn't matter. We heard you yelling, dogs, dogs, but it doesn't matter. Oh, really? (laughs) That's just part of Saturn, right? Yes, it is. The the, the thing is... Oh, I turned my volume off. (laughs) (laughs) That was hilarious. (laughs) I couldn't hear you. That's really weird. Anyway, anyway, I was going to say about the the Capricorn energy as well, that... um, Oh, I can't remember now. No, I've lost it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, gosh. Anyway. Right. Well, it's certainly interesting. We have a lot of eights. We have the nodes are at eight degrees. We have Saturn at 17, which is that eight degree of leaving a legacy. Really powerful. Um, and in fact, so no, that's right. All part of it. And then days. Lilith. Two days after the new moon, Lilith will be at eight because she's fast moving. It's the true Lilith. And Juno will be at eight. There'll be an actual uh, cardinal grand cross with Lilith, Juno, and the nodes on on November the 28th. Well, exciting. So we have a lot of exciting things happening around uh, Thanksgiving in the US. People, we have lots of opportunities to bring spirituality like you know thinking about what spirituality is sometimes spirituality is allowing people to speak without um giving them your opinion right um and that's really the thing to think about what is spirituality to to you what how do you value it and how do you want to use it as we are being drawn into this deeper earth energy of, uh, you know, the earth's voice, what the earth was, the, the power of the earth that's coming back. Um, Ooh, I've remembered what I was going to say. Yay. <laughs> um, it's, it's just something I've been feeling and witnessing with clients and things like that. And it feels very Capricornian and Saturnian to me as well that a lot of people are uh, paring down. That's very Capricorn too. Right. The, the materialistic society that we have created as people are uh, finding it less um, attractive now or less tasteful, you know, it's, it's not something, you know, it doesn't mean we don't like to have a nice place to live and things, but it's this 
you know, and obviously I'm particularly speaking to the West um, because we look at it from our perspective, but, but this constant, you know, lining up for the latest iPhone or, you know, buying, um, I was thinking of rock hounds, crystal collectors. I'm like, you know, people just amass vast numbers of stuff. And I've done it with card decks and, and things like that. It's and, and books. It's like, gotta have more got to keep buying got to keep doing this well people are paring down now you know people are, are looking at it and going i don't need all that stuff i don't need all that stuff it's not about going and living in a cave and giving all your stuff away so i'm not talking about that it's just paring down needing less mm. um i'm really feeling that's coming in with all this with more, oh. more stuff coming into capricorn Right. I mean, the thing is, when you have a lot of stuff, you have to think about uh, something about stuff. What stuff does is it it helps us to avoid dealing with spirit and with our essence of who we are, because, you know, we're surrounded by things. So like even being busy with whatever social media or whatever it is that we're using uh, as a crutch is an avoidance of being alone or being with who we are or being with our desires. Uh, so that's definitely a huge part of it because how can you concentrate when you've got all this stuff, just like when you're building something new, you want to just have what, what you need. Otherwise you get overwhelmed. I certainly do. But you know, what was really funny when you were saying pairing, I kept thinking about P-A-I-R-I-N-G. And what's so funny about that is like people are pairing down it yeah. made me think about the woman who was in the Harry Potter, Emma oh. Watson, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's been saying she is self-partnered or something. And oh, yeah. Yeah, I saw that. Mocking her. But actually, that makes total sense. I have, a friend, I have a friend whose Facebook says I'm married to myself. Right. Kind of. <laughs> it's kind of the same thing, right? That's yeah. why it was funny. That was coming. It's like, yes, people are going like, I don't need all these extra people in my life. I'm not saying we're going to split up from our partners, but it's just like, I don't want to be around people who don't have the same focus as I do, who are not interested in the same things. Um, and it is very distracting. Like if, I, if you want to do something and the person you're with or your friends want to do something else and you're just going along because... It's like me paring down my Facebook friend list. Right, exactly. And I, I've reduced it by well over a thousand already. Wow, that's like impressive. I, I just don't need to be friends with everybody. doesn't no, mean I don't, don't like them. It's just... <laughs> and it just it just feels less yeah. noisy and busy and... Yeah. Uh, you know, and then you see more things. You know, yeah. it's, it's just like that. All the things people say is when we have like a big list or something, and we're afraid of letting it go. And then when it goes, or we raise up prices, and then we get more business comes in. It's like you're just making more space for uh, change to happen, exactly. which is very Saturnian, I think, too. And the fact that we have all of these, you know, Pluto right there, right. Mm -hmm. That's part of this kind of letting go, right? Death. It's like elimination. Right, elimination. You're walking down, you're you're reducing to you're paring down to yeah. what is essential. Yeah. Uh, you know, the journey of Inanna. Do you take yeah. down every single thing? You think you have nothing left to give or to release, and there's more because 
that's the ultimate is when you come to face to face with your own soul with the idea of you know it's the phoenix right the yeah. phoenix rising is the idea of complete uh, acceptance of death of what is being yeah cool well i think we should do the symbols i think you're right shall i do mine first this time yes go ahead okay so we look we always go up a number so the chandra symbol is sagittarius five and it's three women materializing out of a fog being mes- mesmerized by your own triple reflection casting a huge chunk of your own soul back into the dim past, casting another chunk of your soul into the remote future and enshrouding the present time chunk of your soul in layer after layer of obscurity and evasiveness, living simultaneously in past, present and future, but with all three time frequencies held away. Therefore, to a fantastic extent, you live inside the subconscious mind with virtually no conscious outlet. Down inside there, something extraordinary is happening. Free from the glare of any form of overt reflection, you are gestating, healing, and making yourself ready for the infinite unknown to pop or hatch. Intensive, seething forces of dreaming into the void, the great abyss, and while knocked out of outer commission liberated to conceive the inconceivable and to renew your tangled and damaged roots in the old wise woman way that never ages and always works just wow (laughs) well that resonates for me see i'm coming up to my 60th birthday the old wise woman thing but no it, it speaks to me of all that we've talked about you know this the arrows into the future of um of Sagittarius, of the actual new moon itself, the moon, the past, doing the occulting afterwards, and then that cradle of of being very present. Okay, so it's um, just beautiful. Yeah, yeah, and it makes me think about Chiron that we didn't mention, but oh. really that whole thing with Chiron being right there at one degrees, mm. that point of beginning, the fire of healing, right? Yeah. healing our um, wounds and moving on from there yeah so yeah very interesting yeah all right so the the um uh, whatever sabian symbol yes <laughs> sorry been up since 2 30 this morning <laughs> an old owl sits alone on the branch of a large tree So the keynote is a poised and wise approach to existence based on a clear perception of unconscious factors and their operation. The owl has always been a symbol of wisdom and its hooting call has evoked a rise to mysterious and hidden elements in life. The owl functions lucidly in the night aspects of existence. Who I see what women normally fail to perceive She represents that consciousness which is active, where the process of life normally escapes the attention of the personal ego and its intellect. It suggests the possibility of developing a wisdom beyond tragedy, a peace and poise beyond conflict. And one might speak here of translucidity, 
they're, they're very similar in, in feel, these symbols to me. And incidentally, Pallas Athena being conjunct the new moon is, um, her symbol is an owl. So, uh, you know, even though, you know, as we started off saying this, this, you know, it's time to take action with Sagittarius, shoot your arrows into the future. We can't forget that cradling, that kind of sitting poised and wise and, and tuning into spirit and the unconscious and the subconscious and all those things. Right. Making those choices to shoot the arrows into the things that are truly what you desire, not what your ego or other people have told you. Mm. Stripping away. That's more of that stripping away. So not rushing in before tuning in. Right. Tune in, then then shoot your arrows. (laughs) Well, and if you actually think of an archery, really, you know, it's not... Uh, Sagittarius does tend to rush at things, but an archer doesn't. An archer really takes aim and is very still before they fire the arrow. So, right. In order to hit the target, you really have to. What they do is they actually tune into the target. They mm-hmm. become the arrow, yeah, and they connect to the target. So uh, it's a very powerful image. That, it is. You know, right really allows you if you tune into is this something I really want mm-hmm. and is this you know how I'm going to shoot the sacred arrow then it gives you all that force of your desire behind the energy exactly cool well happy new moon to you all I'm excited <laughs> I always yeah. am excited when it comes to Sagittarius new moon <laughs> Gemini full moons because it's my time of year but um so, Jen, where can people find you? So they can find me at jendershen.com. And uh, I'm on Facebook. I have a group. We belong here. Um, I'm on Instagram. And uh, I don't know where else I am, but everywhere. <laughs> Mostly I have a, a, a page on Facebook. And, and um, on my website, you can get my cards. Uh, illuminating journey cards so jendershen.com backslash illuminating journey cards i also have a membership group and classes i teach classes in akashic and other modalities as well as doing readings cool and i'm louise eddington my website is louiseeddington.com Again, Google my name, you'll find me everywhere, but um, follow me on Facebook or I have a Facebook business page that you can like, Louise Eddington Astrologer. I have a free Facebook group called the Planetary Magic Cafe, where we're actually doing another morning pages challenge to help us through all this uh, Scorpio Mercury retrograde stuff. And we've also got an exciting um, free 21-day art journaling challenge coming up in december with one of my clients is kind of going to uh, help help me do that um also on my website i have a membership site you can find all this on the website uh with various levels of membership you can buy my book modern astrology um i do consultations my consultation rate will be going up a tiny bit on my 60th birthday because it's my fifth Jupiter return on the 60th birthday and I'm giving myself a gift. 
um, I know, you know, the marketing thing is you, you, you give a special deal on your birthday. I'm like, well, it's my birthday. <laughs> so, yeah, I want the gifts. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want a consultation at the rate it's at now, book it before the December the 14th, basically. And, um, don't forget December the 4th, we're doing a free webinar call where you're all welcome to come and join us and ask questions where we'll give a, our big overview of 2020. So um, I think that's everything. Our Patreon, Weirdly Magical on Patreon too, if you want to join us and support our work there. So for now, it's goodbye from Lou. And goodbye from Jen. <laughs>